Bokertov, today's stuff is that Chof Beis and Sote, as we learned for, or a four Shlema for Akiva Ben Chaya Rachel. Says the Gemara at the top of the page, the second line, Itmar. We just mentioned that a person uh, who, well, let's, let's go back for a second. Let's go back to the Mishnah and Chof. The Mishnah and Chof at the end said that there are four people. Uh, Rabbi Yushua said that, uh, he says that a woman would rather have less food and more, uh, more promiscuity or more uh, deal with her husband, rather than have a lot of food and less and be abstinent. And then he said that there are four people who really destroy the world. A chassid shotu, he said that's a person, you know, who says, well, I can't save the woman in the drowning in the water because I'm not supposed to look at women and touch them, etc. That's a chassid shota. A rasha aram is a cunning, a cunning uh, thief. You know, he plays tricks like he tells the poor person who has 190, who has, um, 200 uh, has $199 or dinars. He gives him one dinar so he won't be poor anymore. And then he can have his own cousins who are poor get all the leket, shikham, pay, etc. So that's one example. There's several examples that we said of a person who's a cunning thief. He, he cheats, but you know, it's not 100% cheating. It's uh, he just does it in a way that he's fooling somebody uh, or he, he goes against what the rabbis wanted him to do. That's a cunning thief. So then the Mishnah said, Two more things, Rabbi Shua said. A, a um, Isha Prusha and Makos Prushan. A woman who is uh, what we call pseudo-righteous. She pretends to be a, a very religious and she's not. And Makos Prushan, which we'll describe. All these people basically destroy the world. Either the Lashon is Mavale Olam, they, they wear out the world, or Machale Olam, they destroy it. Itmar, the second line of the Chafbeis, Itmar. So we said the last... The last uh, example given of a Rasha Arum is a person who is Mako for himself or Mahmer for others. And Ula said, the very last, uh, and the end of yesterday's Zav, Ula said, is a person who learns Chumash and he learns Mishnah, but he doesn't Mishamas to Micham. And we said that means learn Gemara. Because without Gemara, you really don't understand the Mishnah. You can't just Paskin based on a Mishnah, certainly based on a Pasuk in the Chumash or Tanakh, we don't Paskin based on that, but even on the Mishnah, because you have to understand the Gemara with different shitas or stiras, uh, uh, paskin like, etc. That's all brought down in the Gemara. So if a person is uh, learns Chumash and Mishnah, but does not learn Gemara, um, he is effectively, uh, he's one of these, he's a Russia Aram who's destroying the world. Well, Gemara is going to explain that now. Rebelezer says, what do you, how do you define this person? Rebelezer says, he's an Areza Amaris. What, what does it mean an Amaris? Amaris is a person who's, who's, um, suspicion, who's under suspicion of cheating on Meiser and Taharis. Remember we said Truma he would give because that's a Chiyav Misa. Uh, if you don't give Truma, the food is Tevel, Chiyav Misa for eating that, Chiyav Misa Veshemayim. But he's suspected of uh, cheating on Meiser and on Taharis. He doesn't keep things. That's an Amaris. So we assume if a person doesn't learn Gemara, he's an Amaris. If Shmuel Barachmai says he's worse, he's a boor, a lower Madrega than an Amaris, even less. A boor is worse than a, than a, uh, than a uh, Amaris. Ravyane Omar, Haraisa Kuti. He's like a Kuti. Now, it doesn't really mean he's a guy, but he can't even eat his bread. The Kiva, because he was Amsham, he's not mocking what the Cham said about what's Mutrati, what's not Mutrati. He's like a Kuti. He's like a sorcerer. Sorcerer who just uh, chants things and says things, but doesn't know what they mean. It's likely like the, the last definition that Ravachav Yaakov gave it, that he's like a sorcerer is more likely. The people say, Chatin Magusha Vilayot my Amar. 
that a the sorcerer chants, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. And here too, when he just re, 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 uh, he's regurgitating what it says in a Mishnah, and he says that's the halacha without knowing. That's uh, that's what we're saying here too. He just chants, talks without knowing what he's saying. Tani Tana below Yodi. Again, he learns that what the Mishnah says without below Yodi Mayami. That's not what he's talking about. Tana Ezo Amar is called Shein Akar Kriyashma. An Amar is the person who doesn't read Kriyashma Shachas Shabbos in the morning and night. Uvit Bechosel, where you're supposed to read Shachas and Marav. You say Kriyashma with Brachas. Divra Meir Chom Amrim Koshim Yatzfilim. Person doesn't put on Tzfilim daily. But Azim Koshim Yatzfilim. If he doesn't wear Tzitzis, all these you can sit on Mars. Even though Tzfilim, you have a mitzvah to put on every day. Tzitzis is only if you have a four-cornered begit. But these are what what these Rabbi said is considered an Amar Aretz. You have children who don't teach them Torah. Others say that even if you um, even if you learn Chumash and Mishnah, but you, you didn't learn Gemara, it's like we mentioned before. That was the first opinion, right? That's, uh, that's, that's an Amaris. Notice that here we have um, uh, that's Rameir's opinion. Then we have Acher Momrim. Right, um, so there's a question whether Achayim is usually Rameir here. It's not Rameir because we already had Rameir's opinion. If he just read Chumash and he didn't learn Mishnah, that's a real that's a real Amaris. That's a worse than Amaris. If he didn't learn Chumash at all, he doesn't know anything. Oh, because one of the Pussies about him, he's like an animal. Zarate's basis are all I will. Plant base Israel base base Yehuda zera Adam with the seed of Adam the zera Behema and and the seed of animals. Meaning he compares animals to people. That if a person learns nothing, doesn't learn not only doesn't learn Gemara, doesn't learn Chumash, doesn't learn Chumash, he knows nothing, and therefore he is uh, he's like an animal. He's even worse, much worse than an Amaris or a boar. Pasuk says Yira fear as Hashem beneath my, my son fear God the Melech and fear the King. The Imshonamatsar, but don't mix with those who teach, apparently, or shonen can mean repeat or it can mean teach. We'll see what this means. Those are the ones who learn the halachas without knowing, right? Mishnayas. Here he says, Rashi says, they just they're just uh, repeating what they're repeating what the Mishnah says. But don't mix with those people. Sigmar Pshita, uh, isn't that obvious? Now the same as Shonen could be repeating Shonen Bechet. You might think a person, Shonen can mean repeat and it could also learn Mishnah, right? You're supposed to learn Mishnah over and over again. So Mishnah can mean double, second, third time, repeat it. It could also mean to learn. So he says, I might think, so here we're saying, don't uh, don't mix with the people who just teach the Mishnah. Isn't that obvious? It means that my, I might think Shonen Bechet, people who are repeating sins. If a person commits a sin, and repeats it, it doesn't mean it's mutter for him. It means it's to him, it's like mutter. Once you repeat the same thing over and over again, it doesn't, you know, you didn't see any direct punishment. So you think it's mutter do. I, I think that's the meaning over here of Shelu, Im Shonim, those people who repeat sin. Kamash, no, we're not talking about it. We're talking about people who just learn, teach Mishnah, and as if that's the halacha. Tana, Tanoam, Mavali Olam. You learn like this. These kind of people who teach like this, who teach just what's in the Mishnah, they wear out or destroy the world. How are they destroying the world? They teach the halacha based on the Mishnah, and that could be wrong. Rashi explains a whole lerichas over, not a long lerichas, but he said that many times the Mishnahis are associated with one another without learning the Gemara. 
Um, you don't know. Maybe that's the sheet of Yochad. Maybe it's maybe there's a machlokas about it. Maybe it's a maybe it's a stambach machlokas. So to learn to teach uh, or to paskin to decide halachas to rule uh, based on a mishnah is wrong. And that's what we mean. They, they destroy the world. I'm reading Shemar halachah mitach mitach tayim. Yochad mevishua b'chim b'ali olam. They're really destroying the world. They're settling the world. Shinemar halichos olam lo. The ways if he goes in these ways, olam lo. He has his whole world. And we said, If you learn halachos each day, it says you're going to be you're going to inherit the world. If you learn halachos, you will have the world. So what do you mean? Of course, you learn Mishnah. Yes, you're supposed to learn halachi each day, but if you teach if you teach the based on the Mishnah without knowing the Gemara, that is a bad thing. That's an amaaretz or worse, as we described. So so that was the case of. Um, uh, you know, th- this really was a continuation of Rosh Aram, the second one. We described the first one, the Chasid Chot, as the guy who won't rescue the woman in the water. And we gave different interpretations for Rosh Aram. A cunning Russia plays games. He's a faker. He uh, pretends to uh, know the halacha when he doesn't or pretends to be righteous. That's a Rosh Aram. Then we said Isha Prusha, a woman who's abstinent. Now, a person who's abstinent, you know, the Prushim are considered... You know, they're supposed to stukim, the, the, the Prushim are called the Pharisees in English. They were the righteous ones. So what do we mean by that? Tanarabanam. So we're going to see people who are who act overly righteous. They're pseudo-righteous. Tanarabanam. The Sulat Salanus. Let's say you have a young girl uh, who prays all day. She's constantly davening. Or a Marshavas or a Mana who runs around. She's like a Shavatnik. She runs around all her neighbors. She's a gossiper. And a child whose months have not been completed, usually that means a baby, right? Who wasn't, probably didn't have nine-month baby, but we'll see, it doesn't mean that over here. These people also are destroyers of the world. Now, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with a young girl who prays all day? We learn fear of, of sin from Absula, and the schar for doing this is from an amana. I'll give you two examples. heard a young girl, the Nuflapa fell on her face and prayed, become a Rabban Shalom. Barasa Ganadin, Barasa Ganadin, you made Ganadin, you made Ganadin, you made heaven and hell. Barasa Sadiqim, Barasa Shalom, you made righteous, you made evildoers. Yerasmu Fenecha, may it be your will, Shalom Yikoshlu Bi Adam. I know that I'm a nice young girl, and I know that men sometimes could take advantage of girls. I don't want any man to stumble because of me. Please don't let anybody stumble because of me. That lady is a tzaddik. So she gets here as chay. Kibble schar me almana. The almana, the almana, the knish, there was a woman, there's an almana, who had a shul in her neighborhood. But every day, instead of going to the local shul in her neighborhood, she went to Rabbi Yochanan's base matters. Amalah, so he said to Biti, uh, don't you have a shul in your neighborhood? What are you schlepping all the way here? Amalah, Rebbe. You know, maybe you still, if you go to, if you have a shul next door, you go to a shul that's further away, you get schar for walking there. You get extra schar for that, not just for the davening, but for the effort involved. You get, that's that's how Torah is taught that, you know, in, in many, many um, faculties, let's call that, uh, it's results-based. You know, you studied all along, and, but you failed the exam. Well, you failed. When it comes to Torah, it doesn't work on that. It works on effort. You get an A for effort. Effort counts, not just the results. So I get scarpsios. So these women were righteous. So what do you mean that uh, uh, you say that a woman who's overly abstinent or overly righteous, she's no good? Uh, you call that uh, she's destroying the world? 
What are you talking about? We learn your escape from this young girl who said, let no man stumble because of me. And from the Amano who said, I'm willing to go to the shul that's further away. This is Kikomer. When we speak about an Isha Prusha, we mean Kagom Yochani Basra TV. This woman practiced sorcery. And what she would do is when somebody was about to give birth, she would practice her sorcery in her house and uh, cause the baby not to be born. And then the woman would be, the, the pregnant lady would be in terrible pain. And then she would go and pray and say, okay, I'll pray for you. And then when she, when she prayed, she was really releasing the sorcery and allowing the baby born. So she made herself like she was the, she was the uh, midwife over here helping this woman, but really she was a fake. That's Yochanan, that's what we mean when we say Isha Prusha pretends to be. She's a pretender. She's a pseudo-righteous. She's not really righteous. Michael and Shlokochosh, what do you mean by a cotton that whose months have not been fulfilled? What do you mean by that? Usually that means a eight-month baby or a six-month baby. What does that have to do with destroying the world? Here we explain here in bubbles that this is a Tamil who rejects, rebels against his own teachers. That's what you mean, So He's not complete. It's a Talmud who has not reached both the learning and the age of being a Morahara, of being a, uh, a ruler to decide the rules, a decider, a pose, and he teaches anyway, and he decides questions anyway. That's what we mean by he's not been completed, he's not ripe yet, and yet he's Pasmashilas. She made many, she uh, brought down many dead bodies. She killed many people. And mighty are the number of all those she killed. Speaking about a woman, but we possibly, we, we apply here to a, a, a uh, posseg who's not ready to paskin. He's not reached the level of a raw, both in age, as we'll see, and in learning. And he's still paskins. So the first part of the Pasik, that's a uh, a who is not he's not fully um, matriculated, let's call that, in his learning and in his age, and he still teach he still rules anyway. On the other hand, who has reached the level of raw, but he doesn't want to paskin, he doesn't want to get involved. That's a that's what means atsumim. Atsumim means mighty, but it also means osam enov. He closes his eyes, even though he could paskin, he doesn't want to. Bad kama, the Gemara says, on Amid Beis. You turn the page. Bad bad kama. What age is he? Has he reached his learning, etc.? That he not only is his learning, but he also has to read the ripe age. Out of Amshan, forty years old. Any? How could you say that he could only paskin for forty years old? Va the gear says rava va rava ori. Uh, Rava, Abaye uh, and Rava were both, I mean, Rava and Abaye or Rava and Abaye were both from the house of Ailey where they didn't uh, live more than 40 years, 40 years. So, and he was a posek before, he was a gears of Rava or Rava, uh, but they passed before they were 40 years old. Bishop, and that's what if they were equal, maybe even at 30 or at 18 or whatever age he was, he was equal to somebody who was 40 and learned uh, Or if there's nobody in town who's as capable as him, whatever the reason, normally you should have a marara only when he's 40 years old and learn it. Uh, if he's younger and he's also as capable or there's nobody more capable than him, then you can make an exception. The, pardon? Benzoma. Yeah, ben yeah. Um, you mean Ruach Menzakai? Yeah, who said that? He wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't I know, I don't know. Who is that? It was Ruach Menzakai, no? I can't hear. Say it again. 
Rabbi Eliezer. Say it again. Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer. Okay. Whoever it was, it was somebody in the government said, right? Like it was in the Machlokus with uh, whatever. Okay. So, um, so Marcus Bush, this is the last case. The last case of Rabbi Lozman Azariah. Rabbi Lozman Azariah. Marcus Prushim. Shiva Prushim. There are seven people who are what we call pseudo righteous. They act as if they're Prushim, as if they're very religious, but they're not. And we'll see what they are now. Prushay Shikhmi, we'll define each one. Parush Shikhmi, we'll see what Shikhmi means. Parush Nikvi, knocking, we'll see what that means. Parush Kizoi, Kizoi means like dam, Mike is dam. Parush Miduchya, Duchya is like a pestle, as we'll see what that means. Parush Machovasi Vasena, a one who says, What's my chov and I will do it. These are all considered Prushim that are not good, not good. Parush Meava Parshim, then the last two are. If he's a parish, if he's a tzaddik, based on love or based on, on fear. Love meaning, love, we'll see love of the reward of the mitzvahs and love of fear. So are those so bad? We'll talk about those. So let's see each of the seven. Parosh shech mizah osa shechem. Does maise shechem. Rashi says that means shechem, why did they get the, why did they get circumcised? Because they wanted to marry into Yaakov's family, right? They wanted to marry Dina and get, and, and uh, mix into the family. They didn't do it the shame shemaim. They did it only for their own pleasure that people should honor them. And uh, so same thing. They did it so they get into Yaakov's family. So the same thing. A parish mishchem is that uh, it means the person who's doing it for his own pleasure, his own honor, and and that people should honor him and not the shame shemaim. So that's one case of an example who was a person who's pseudo righteous. He's not really righteous. Parish nikvi. What does that mean? Nothing. It's a man gives of a person who walks with his feet like he shuffles along as if to say, "I'm very humble." Can't pick up my feet. I can't run, as if to say I'm uh, I'm very very humble. That's also a faker. Parish kazoi, That's a person who makes himself like he can't look at women. So he can't look at women. He always closes his eyes and he runs into the wall all the time. Now knocks into the wall and he starts bleeding. Okay, he bleeds from the walls because he makes himself I can't look at women, so he can't walk in the street normally. Parish meduchia the the he is bowed over, he's bent over like a pestle in the mortar, right? He's like like the pestle in the mortar. He's bent over there. Also, he makes himself like he's very rich. He like he's very uh, very um, very from very religious. Uh, you know, I've got to bend over. He makes himself like that way. That's a faker. Parish machavasi basena, a person who says, oh, what what else, what do I have to do? I'm gonna what are my chov to God? What should, what else should I do? Says more hamayosi. That's a good thing. We're talking about fakers and things which are bad, pretending you're religious when you're not really that religious or making yourself overly religious. As the Pasuk says, al tzadik harbe, right? Um, don't be too religious, right? Hamal you see, but this is a good thing. He says, what else should I do? El da'amr machavasi subasana. Haven't I done everything already? I fulfilled everything else already. What is there, what's left for me to do to be Mekayim Kola That's a faker. Parash me'ava, parash me'ira. Amalei abaya v'rava. Parshmava here means not Meava Sashem, but he's religious because he wants the schar. Rashi says Meava Shara mitzvah. That's what he's looking for. Here he's afraid of the punishment. So those aren't such great things because he's not really doing it Ava Sashem or Yira Sashem. He's doing it for love of the reward and fear of the punishment. 
So <clears throat> Abaya, and, and therefore that's not considered so good. Amalei Abaya Barav Latanabe, he said, don't say those two things. Those aren't so bad. Look, this is Parshmira. There might be a Rab. You should always study Torah and and, and perform mitzvahs. I feel Shlashma, even if it wasn't it wasn't Lishma, you're doing it maybe out of uh, out of uh, wanting, out of, um, uh, of fear fear of the punishment and out of desire for the uh, for the schar. Okay, you did it Shlashma, not so bad. But if you do if you do things Shlashma, eventually come to Lishma. So the last two out of the seven. Are not so bad. I'm not by Yitzchak. The mitra mitra. What's hidden is hidden. With Megillah, what's revealed is revealed. Beidina Raba, the Bezagodol Hashem will lispara mehani the chafugunde. Verse, don't worry. What's what's hidden was was hidden maybe in Nistros from people, but what's gluyos, what's revealed is revealed to God, like in Nistros Hashem Okeinu Vagluyos Lavanenu. So what's gluyos? Mikomakim lebezagodol kulam gluyos. To us, some stuffs are hidden, some things are some things are obvious, some things are exposed. But to the best my God Hashem, everything is revealed, and he will pay back those people, the Khafu Gundi, that wear talesos, you know, that 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 they wrap themselves up as if they are tzaddikim, wrap themselves up to look like tzaddikim, but they're really fakers. Amala Yane Malka. Yani was a Russia who had killed many of the tzaddikim. And and um, Yana told his wife. Yana told his wife the Malkut. What happened was that she said to him, "Listen, you know, you killed uh, everybody here, and then they're going to come back and take it out on my children." He says, "Don't worry. Uh, the Jews will not pay back. Will not hurt the people that didn't hurt them." So he told his wife, "Altasiari, don't be afraid of the Prussian because they're tzaddikim." And he says, "Don't worry, tzaddikim. They're not going to pay you back. The ones who didn't sin, they won't. They won't uh, punish the ones who didn't sin." Don't be afraid of the Prussian. And certainly don't be afraid of the ones who are not Prussian, the Rasham like me, because they're on my side. Those are my, those are my comrades, those are my allies. Be afraid of the hypocrites, the fakers, the ones the Prussian. They act like Prussian, they act like they're religious, but they act immorally like Zimri. They act immorally, but they want the reward like they're tzaddikim. Those are the ones you have to be afraid of, the fakers. The Rosham, we know Rosham, the ones who don't, uh, who are against the Torah, the ones who are anti-Jewish uh, and anti-Halach and anti-Torah, those we know they are. And the Tzadikim are Tzadikim. You got to be afraid of the fakers. Reb Shimon Omer says the Mishnah. Now, this is one long Mishnah. We're not going to learn the whole Mishnah today because uh, part of it's, on, most of it's on tomorrow's stop, but we'll say the part, a part of the Mishnah. And the Mishnahis is brought down in several Mishnahs. Here, he, he bunches them all together. Reb Shimon Omer, we talked about Schus Tola yesterday and, and before that about uh, that she drinks and she had some schuyot, like she was uh, religious, either schus of Torah, schus of mitzvahs, that can delay her death, it will suspend her death, and the end she'll die. Shimon disagrees. We had this sheet before that uh, he says schus does not suspend the maimar, the punishment. If you say that the schus told us schus suspends her punishment, then you're discrediting the water for the women. People who are guilty of adultery will say, okay, we could drink. I saw that other lady drink, and I know she committed adultery, and she's not dead. So, you know, you're going to discredit. And then people who are really guilty, don't forget, we don't want them to drink. We discourage them from drinking. The Torah wants them to admit their sin and walk away from the marriage with, with or without a stupid, depending on who's the one who's refraining. But, um, but we don't want them to drink. So 
Here you will discredit the water and people think you can drink it. That's not so bad. It doesn't do anything to you. So that's one thing. If you say schus is told because people say she drank and she walked away. So I could drink too, even though she's guilty. Not only Let's say somebody's really innocent and, just, and she stands on her innocence and she wants to drink and she drinks. She walks away. People say, well, we don't know that she's innocent. After all, schus can be told. Maybe she's really guilty and the punishment is just suspended because of her past good deeds. So people will say to me, saying they're really, they committed adultery, right? Ella, except that the schus is uh, suspended it. So people might say that they, uh, these people acted improperly and yet, um, you know, and that's why this was stolen. So you're going to, you're going to be, a, you have a shamer on the water. You're going to say the water doesn't work and you're going to say the people aren't even innocent. So it's a terrible thing. So therefore, Rabbi Shimon says, it either works or it doesn't work. If she walks away, that means she's innocent. Rebbe Omer has chus tolu b'maymar. Rebbe disagrees, and she had that before also, that the schus does help. Then he'll let us. In other words, when the Pesach says, the im tahorihi v'niksa v'nezrozara, if she's tar, if she didn't, if she didn't go astray, she didn't uh, commit any misconduct, um, she will have children. Uh, that's only if she's really innocent. But over here, if she's guilty, but the schus that she has, the schus that she had suspends it, um, any letter, she won't have children. Nixavinism does not apply to her. Nixavinism, she won't have children. The Anim, she's not going to, she's not going to subsequently have children. The she doesn't, she doesn't get any better. At the, at the end, she just, um, she deteriorates little by little. But Sophie may suppose at the end, she'll die from the same. So the Chacham, the Gemara brought down before, the Chacham disagree about how she'll eventually die. But we seem to possibly that she does deteriorate right away. So you can tell she's guilty, except she doesn't deteriorate right away. Nikmas. Now let's say the carbon became, this is like another mission, the nitnas bin So let's say her carbon became tummy. Now this is true for any carbon. Let's say you have an animal, after you shech, well, animals alive, it can't be tummy. But after you shechted it, the meat became tummy. So you have to get rid of it. You have to destroy it. You burn it. So nitnas bin So let's say her milk became tummy. If it became tummy before it was mukushikli, that is simply flour. You bought flour. Remember, you bought the flour to the base of Megdash to bring it. Let's say it became tummy on the way in before it was before it was put in the clay, so it has no kedushas haguf. It's like any mincha It's like any other mincha that was not yet nikdash meaning it doesn't have kedushas haguf. It's like an animal that had kedushas dumb, not kedushas guf. You could be poted for money, and the uh, mincha, the flour goes out. Is now hulin. It's now uh, you know regular profane, secular, not not the whole, unho- It's unholy. And you take the money and buy other flour with it, buy a, use that for other flour, make a mincha. Once the mincha was in a cliche in the base of a dish, now it has kushas haguf. And if it became tamay now, it's like any other mincha that became tamay, it has to be burned. And you burn it in the base of dish in the azara. The elushimin chosein israfas. This is another Mishnah. The last words on the, on the page here. And the following cases are cases where her carbon mincha is burnt. For example, let's say she admits that she committed adultery. She's gone through the process. She brought the carbon mincha. But before she drinks, she says, you know what? I'm not going to drink. I admit now. I, I, I see. I, I thought maybe, you know, there would be a stay of execution or they wouldn't do it or they couldn't get the water or whatever. Or they wouldn't show up. Now that I, I admit that I'm Tommy. So what do you do with the carbon mincha? You burn it because you can't bring the carbon mincha. It's only burnt in order to fulfill, to fulfill the whole process and for her to drink. Uh, and therefore, you burn it. Or 
she didn't admit it, but Adam said she what Adam said she committed adultery. That's it. She leaves the marriage with a get and no and no uh, soba, and that's it. There's the, the burn the middle up. Bomer saying she, let's say she refuses to drink. She refuses to drink also. At this point, she refuses to drink. You burn the, the carbon mincha and you dump the water. The same thing with the water. Bomer says, she says, I don't want to drink. We it, we said if she doesn't want to guess before you blotted out a shem thing before you you uh, you uh, put the parchment in the in the water. Once you put the parchment in the pot in the water, if we said if she's just afraid right now, she's trembling right now, we force the water down. If she's defiant and says, no, I never wanted to drink anyway, whatever, then uh, that's it. You throw it out. Let's say the husband says, I don't want to go through it. I, I, I had enough. There's enough embarrassment. I don't want to bother. I don't want to see the whole thing. I have children. I don't want them to see the mother die. Whatever the thing is, also, you burn the carbon. Now, in that case, if it's him that doesn't want it, she wants to drink and he doesn't want to drink, she could maintain that, okay, we can't be married anymore, but I want my ksuba. Because you're the one who's holding back, or Shabalo Baderach, right? Or the husband slept with her, and he and he's not innocent now. Because after she became a sota, after she was Kenyan steer, remember the rule is she's prohibited from marrying the adulterer or the or the uh, husband um, until she drinks. If she never drinks, she remains a sota forever, a suffolk if she committed adultery. And if the husband, it's if it's because the husband sinned and therefore she doesn't drink. Right, Baba she just doesn't drink because he sins, so the water won't work. Again, the water is only fed to her in order to prove whether she's innocent or guilty. But if the water's not going to work, or let's say we know she's guilty because she said she's Tomate, or Adam came, or he doesn't want to give her to drink. If the husband wanted to give her drink, she can't drink. So then the water won't work. Or the husband slept with her before, you know, subsequent to the can steer before she drank. So the, the water's not going to work anymore. So in that case, you burn the mincha. Okay, this is the end of, the, of this Mishnah, meaning whoever's married to Kahanim, let's let's understand, mentioned before, what's normally done with the carbon Mincha? A regular Yisrael or a lady has to bring a carbon Mincha, what do you do? He brings the flour, the different ways they make the flour, whether it's Mubechas, uh, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, dry, or whether it's uh, boiled, like, you know, boiled, like, you know, like, uh, uh, what's the word in English? It starts with a P. Uh, what? What, what? Pan. You have a, a pan? No, no, not pan. I meant there was a kind, whatever. It, 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 kind, whatever they, they look like, like, or like dumplings or something like that. That's what they look like. The anyway, but there's different kinds of carbonation. But what do you do with the carbonation? Different ways that they're, that, they're, uh, that they're prepared. But but the idea of almost all the carbonation is, is that you take a comate, you take the flour, the, the kmeats or the handful, and you take to put that in the klisharis, comes first in the klisharis. You take the handful out of the klisharis, uh, not with the levona and the uh, salt. They put that on the side. Then afterwards, you put it on. You put you put that on the komets. You put the, you burn that on the mizbeach. Take it on the mizbeach and you burn it. That's the equivalent of shchita kabbalah rika. Taking the komets is like shchita. Putting it in the kli is like kabbalah. Taking it to the mizbeach is halacha and burning on the mizbeach. That's how it's done. Then the rest of the leftover flour in the in the uh, in the pan, right, in the pan or wherever it was, is eaten by the Kahanim. Kahanim get to eat it. Zichrei Kuna, just like, just like uh, Chathos or Anosham, is eaten by male Kohanim. Okay. And they could eat it any way they want. As long as they don't turn it to Chometz, they could put some sauce on it, relish, whatever they want to do, drink it with wine. It's, it's their food now, as long as they don't make it Chometz. Can't turn it into Chometz. That's a normal Mincha. A Mincha that a Kohen himself brings, a male Kohen brings, it's totally burnt. There's no Kmitz at all. 
Now, these people, let's say, call them a shoes to come, they're married to Kohanim. They're not Kohanim themselves. They're Yisraelim, Yisraelim, let's say, and they're married to a coin. So there you do take the the uh, the um, uh, the comets, take a comets, because they themselves are not Kohanim. They're women, right? Minchosein Nisrafos. Their minchas also burnt. Why? Because since they're married to a coin, the coin has a share in the mincha too. But the but the the mincha um, of a coin cannot be eaten, as we said before. It's totally burnt. You don't you don't eat it. Only the mincha of Yisrael is eaten. Leftover is eaten, but mincha of a coin is not eaten. So since they have a share, you can't eat it. But what do you do with it? You did kamitza. She's a Yisraelis, right? Or as we'll say, we're going to see. She's or let's say she's a Baskoin. Also, Baskoin also it's not it's uh, Baskoin is is like a uh, Yisraelis in that sense. But over here, if she's married to Kohen, he has a share of too. So you do Kamitsa, but you burn it in the base Hadesha, and just like a carbon that became puzzle, just like these other minchas that became the Mechel Nisrafos. Nisrafos means you burn it on the base Hadesha, not on the Mizbeach. You burn it in the base Hadesha. Shemichel saying Nisrafos, if she's Tum, if she says she misses she's Tum, or he doesn't want to give her a drink, or he committed a sin himself. So you say, Kohen Suas the Kohen, Mechel saying Nisrafos, they are also burnt. Rashi says, I feel Karba Komitz Kilchasi. You do the, you did the Kamitsa. Below Nitma, they didn't become Tomei. Nisraf and Shiram Shiv Beis Hadeshin from Parshagamara. These you burn on the Beis Hadeshin, not on the Mizbeach, not like the Mincha of a coin, because it's not a Mincha of a coin, it's a Mincha of a, of a woman married to a coin, and which it means that you do Kamitza on it. Women normally do Kamitza. But, but, um, uh, but since the coin has a share in it, her husband, you have to burn it. So you burn it on the Beis Hadeshin, and it's not eaten. All right, we'll pick them here tomorrow, Mr. Shem. Where it says in the fifth line, which is what we just said, married to is in other words, a bas coin who's married to a Yisrael, so her her mincha is like a regular, like a of a Yisrael, because only only the mincha of a coin male is totally burnt, but a kahanis, which over here means kind of sometimes can mean married to a coin, but over here it means a bas coin. No, hers is like a, uh, she's like a Yisraelist in that sense. A Bas Kohen is like Yisrael. So Nigmar, now the mission will go into give other differences between a Kohen and a Bas Kohen. For example, we know that a Kohen doesn't go to a funeral, right? Cannot go to a funeral cemetery. A Bas Kohen can. Differences between uh, a boy Kohen and a girl Kohen. And then the mission, the next, the following mission, which continues this one long mission over here, give differences between a man and a woman in general, not just between a Kohen and a Bas Kohen, but we go from topic to topic. Like here. All right, we'll pick him here tomorrow, Mr. Shem. Have a good day, everybody. We'll, we'll point, uh, yeah. If two-